Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hootie Who Glamour Girls, it's Sam here with a quick reminder that we are going on tour. That's right. A podcast can go on tour to Now I've Seen Everything. We are going mid-August to mid-September, and we are going to Boston, Philadelphia, D.C., Minneapolis, Chicago, Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, and Los Angeles, California. So if you live in any of those cities, get tickets now. You can go to our Instagram bio. The link is linktree.com slash radiolab. We are so excited to see you all out there on the damn road. We're road dogs now. Um, okay, enjoy the episode. XMXO, Sam. This is a special live recording of Stradio Lab. Please welcome your hosts, George and Sam. Oh, oh my God. Hi. Wow. Wow. Oh my God. Okay, well, live show? <laughs> live show starts now. Okay. Oh my God. Wow. Wow. Welcome to Breakout Session B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't wait to hear what your ideas are for Synergy this quarter. If For anyone listening at home, you know, what we're referencing is that we're in a hotel, <laughs> co- I would say, event space. Conference room. Well, it's not, I would say I, I would say it's I would say it's breakout session B. Sorry, you're right. I don't have as, as, as much experience very, in business as you. Breakout session B. We're not at C yet. <laughs> like it's definitely one of the better ones, but it's not the main one. <laughs> this is crazy. The way that this space creates like a serious energy it is scary to me. Also, again, not to call anyone out. No, no, no. We love everyone. But there is overhead lighting. <laughs> Wait, there's a what? The overhead lighting, which we're not used to. Right? Oh, yeah. It's a little severance on Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah. 
Which, and just for the record, we're trying to lean into... Oh, yeah, we're wearing, we're wearing branded caps. I don't know if anyone can tell. If we don't leave this festival during a double strike with an overall deal at... <laughs> At the very least, Showtime, we are going to be very pissed. <laughs> yeah, we're worth it. We have these, we have, we have these. Land, yeah. And by the way, this is a joke. We would never do we this. We would never do this. We would never. I haven't put it's this on costume. once yet. It's Halloween. Yeah, it's drag even. Yeah, I don't want anyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's, dra it's drag. It's, it's this season of All Stars, specifically. <laughs> In the Damn. sense that it's okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. No offense to the Canadian winner. <laughs> We're disrespectful. Who we, who we love, actually. No. Do we? I do. Okay, how do we feel about Jimbo? <laughs> yeah, I love Jimbo. <laughs> Sam hates Jimbo, I didn't know. <laughs> no, there's a lot of space between love and hate. Totally. I feel just like medium about Jimbo. Oh. Look, I, we're, this, we're not a drag race vibe. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is so crazy, you're panicking and you're bringing up drag race. <laughs> well, no, I'm No, you're like, they hate me, they hate me, they hate me. What do, what do gay people talk about? What do gay people talk about? <laughs> um, okay, anyone read any good books lately? <laughs> um, no, we're loving Canada. We are Feels loving incredible. Canada. Um, the vibes are immaculate. Um, and we're not even kidding. I genuinely, I'm like, I'm like, it, when I'm in when I'm in the Hilton, that's international waters, of course. <laughs> but then when I step out and I'm in Montreal, I'm like, bonjour. Yeah. No, a woman this morning actually said bonjour to me, and guess what? I said it back. Yeah. She said, bon yeah. And coming from someone that took Spanish in high school, that was really difficult. Mm -hmm. I've also, you know, when someone says Montreal, I'll say it's Montreal. <laughs> um, and it's very American, I think, to say bonjour with a lot of confidence, but then have nothing else to back it up. They're like, bonjour. And then they start speaking to you in French. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I will say that when I, I was being cute, <laughs> I did say bonjour back with glee, but then I went to the coffee shop where you just order iced coffee. It was on the menu as iced coffee, and I was like, um, that one? And it's like, you can just say iced coffee. Yeah. Also, there does need to be an international UN tribunal on... We need to get coffee standardized across the globe. Do you agree? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You never know what you're going to get. I've actually had a pretty good experience so far here, but you really never know when someone's going to whip out whipped cream for no reason. <laughs> I, I want to say... Um, there is like a power imbalance between the two of us here. Why? Because you took French in high school and in fact AP French. And you were hiding that. And you actually did okay. well on the exam and you were hiding that. Okay, first of all, first <laughs> you of did all, well on the exam and you're hiding of all, that. I don't know what AP is because I actually went to high school in Europe. <laughs> and we didn't have that. Um, but I did take the French SAT subject test. <laughs> That's it. And I did do very well on it. <laughs> But I have forgotten all... I genuinely could not parse a single word of French if someone spoke to me. Although someone said, recharger, and I was like, well, I know what that is, recharge. <laughs> right? <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> um, I, can yeah. I say, I'm Please. kind of confused on um, the level of commitment. Not to be like... I know it's like hack to be like a dumb American guy. No. No, but, it's actually original. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I am confused on the level of commitment to French in this particular place and time. Mm, where it's in sort of Montre like... In Montreal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am confused on the commitment because oh, some okay. people are so, so committed and some people couldn't care less. Right. Well, at the Hilton, no one cares. <laughs> at the Hilton, if you speak French, they're like, get out of here. <laughs> but, and yet in some places... I feel like it's, I feel like it's pretty French, no? 
I feel like it's pretty French, no? No? <laughs> that's, like, that's, I'm even like... I, that's an SAT French coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my answer to the essay portion, was pretty French, no? <laughs> this is very SAT, no? <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean, like... I guess you mean that when we went to La Stade, the gay bar that we went to last night, the, the bartender spoke to us in English with a sort of American accent. Yeah, and yeah. it's sort of like, I'm like, you know, when you're in a foreign country, you want to like commit a little bit and you want to be totally. like, okay, like I'm going to do it as best I can. And here it's very much like, well, I'm not going to do it the best I can if you guys don't really care. Yeah, no, absolutely. Also, we keep blaming ourselves. You know, he was like, it's cash only. We went to the ATM. It didn't work. We were like, well, it's our fault. <laughs> We should go back to America. It turns out the ATM was broken. So no, we were so respectful. He yeah. he was like, it doesn't work, and we were like, ah, maybe it's our cards, both of our cards. Yeah, yeah. Okay, where's Grimes? <laughs> Is she here? <laughs> we need to discuss the fallout of Grimes going to McGill. <laughs> I feel like the entire Montreal for me is mostly about Grimes going to McGill. <laughs> the thing is, we need to talk about Montreal in 2009 specifically yeah. and what that did to everyone today. Yeah, you guys were indie music. And then what? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> it's like Grimes graduated and then you're like, don't rest on your laurels, is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, Who Grimes. Who's the new Grimes? <laughs> Who was the last Montreal-based musician that hit a big? Catronata. But see, that was Grimes' era, I feel like. That was like, right? George, you're Who being so mean to them. Arcade Fire even before Grimes. What? You're being so rude to them. Why? They're like, this is our favorite singer. I love Catronata. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love her. She's my favorite Canadian artist. <laughs> Yeah, I guess my favorite Montreal-based artist is Azealia Banks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tie between Azealia Banks and Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the Montreal tapes. <laughs> we'll never forget that. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. Um, she's a French-language singer. People forget that. <laughs> it was actually originally Art Pop when she wrote that. Art Pop. <laughs> no, that was good. It's just the French doesn't speak to me yet. I don't have the ear for it yet. I feel like you are so like worried about the French element. No, I'm no. so fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do think this is something I'm I panic in both directions. Totally. And where I'm like, okay, try really hard. And it's like, stop it, you're being disrespectful. And it's like, don't try at all. And it's like, shut up, you're being so rude. And yeah. so I kind of feel like you're I can't. You're the win. other American archetype, because there's like the the loud, stupid American just like drooling, <laughs> but also yelling. And then there's the other architect that's like the liberal progressive wants to be good American mm -hmm. that's like stopping everyone on the street and being like, am I appropriating your culture? You can say if I am. <laughs> Is it appropriate if I say bonjour? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bonjour, no offense. Like, <laughs> that's you ordering coffee this morning. <laughs> but I think you're doing a really good job. Thank you, yeah. I think everyone assumes you're French. <laughs> well, French-Canadian, hopefully. Well, French-Canadian, of course. Um, Do... What else is going on? What else is going on? Yeah, well, we went to the gay bars. We went to the gay bars. We went to Le Stud. And then another one that we don't know. Is Le Stud good, considered good? We liked it, to be clear. But is, it, is that one of the good ones? Or did we just like Google and then click the first one that came up and think it was funny that it was called Le Stud? <laughs> Loaded question. Loaded yeah. question. Loaded question. Would you say Le Stud is more like indie or mainstream? Older. Older. Yeah, we got that vibe. Okay. <laughs> 
but <laughs> okay, but <laughs> we loved everyone there. No, no they one... were our family. They were our family, <laughs> specifically our grandfathers. <laughs> No, George was a really good sport about it because I, I was having a time. No, of because life. you hate old people, right? Well, I'm, I'm very ageist, <laughs> and that's part of a big part of my act is I say, if you're old, get out. Yeah, the door is right there. Yeah, no one gets up. Um, <laughs> um, but sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I feel like it was like well, it's it's sort of like an eagerly like New York leather yes, vibe, leathery vibe, um, which can be kind of fun. I enjoy, I, and I you enjoy were a very it. good sport, and you were like, "This is cute." Once again, like, me being a good sport, <laughs> I was having fun. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, "It's random, but fun." I like, I no, mean, yeah, no, I liked it. I think it's very fun <laughs> that everyone's constantly gambling. <laughs> That's true. It's like how we have looking at our phones in Montreal. They have gambling. Yeah, like you're just like on a slot machine. I would it's argue like, it's. I healthier. would. I'd be playing Wordle or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it is healthier. I think they have better body image because I, they're gambling all the time. So look at Instagram. One hundred percent. I think there should be more. Just like bigger. We're looking at small screens too much, and we need to look at larger screens. I guess is all I'm saying. Do you agree? I 100% agree. I think looking at your phone is toxic, but looking at your computer is um, healthy. I also think there need to be pinball machines pretty much in every room, <laughs> just so you can have something to do if you're bored. You know what it is? It's we're trying to teach like abstinence only when it comes to tech, and oh. we actually need to teach healthy ways to Genius. interact with it. Genius. And it's like the condom is the desktop computer. Yes. <laughs> and the dental dam is the pinball machine. <laughs> Exactly. Okay, the other thing about Le Stud is that they were, you know, a lot of times at gay bars, they will play porn on TVs. As you guys a, probably don't know this. Like, for anyone <laughs> here, you know, for anyone here who's traditionally married with children, <laughs> sometimes they'll play gay porn and it's like, oh, how fun. How, you know, how sort of a throwback to a different era. Yeah. Last night, the porn they were playing was like too hot <laughs> to the point where I'm like, okay, what, how do I react to this? <laughs> My eyes kept going up at it. I'm like, you have to play ironic vintage porn that's like grainy, yeah. so it just creates a vibe. You can't be doing something where I'm like, it's more interesting than what my friend was saying. Not you, or, you know, it's more interesting than what's going on in front of me. I was saying some really awesome stuff last night. <laughs> you were. <laughs> For the it's record. True. I was making some amazing yeah, observations. Yeah, true. You were like, everyone here is French, but also not French. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's a good point. It's true. It's true. <laughs> well, you know, we're sort of pointing to Montreal as a liminal space, not to use a sort of cliche word, where it's like, it's both America and Europe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. People are clapping. People, People are, are clapping. clapping. Everyone is just saying, <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, I thought it was kind of nice that you were getting horny by the porn. Um, yeah, I had a visible, a visible erection. I had to be kicked out of the bar <laughs> by all the daddies. They were like, listen, we've seen a lot, and this is not... <laughs> we've never seen this. Okay, wait, we need to address one more thing. Uh, yeah, please. Do you know what I'm going to say? There was something I wanted to bring up, but I don't know if it's appropriate. So actually, you can Okay, go. then bring it up when Robbie's here. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to address the fact that um, it is 12.30 p.m. on a Thursday. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. I, the, this whole trip, you know, we were like, we will be on vacation. Yeah. So I kind of kept st even telling people our show is on Saturday. Because why would a show be at 1230 on a Thursday? 
I mean, I was like, at first when I saw twelve thirty, I was like, oh, random, but surely it's a weekend. <laughs> and <laughs> until this morning, I hadn't like digested that it was a Thursday. But then they were like. You know, this show sold really well, and actually, it's like a lot of um, normal, like non industry normal people came. And I was like, so does anyone that listens to our podcast have a job? <laughs> no, we're performing exclusively for broke ass people. I want to know. <laughs> who is anyone here like on their lunch break? Whoa. Wow. So we really Whoa. have a hard out. That's crazy. Are you guys checking Slack? Did you lie about not? A lot of people are nodding. That you lie. People think you're out to get a Montreal, a Montreal bagel, <laughs> with wow. a side of poutine. that is crazy. Yeah, I'm. I love that. I love that. Because guess what? Our listeners, they are just punk rock enough to have a desk job but lie about their lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also like, okay, is is this this the difference between Canada and America? Is Canada chiller with lunch breaks? Well, that's the Europe coming out. The Europe jumped out. The Europe jumped out. You're like, I'm going to take all of August off because I have to go to a podcast recording. <laughs> it's a really long lunch. It's a really long lunch. Um, and it's at the Double Tree at Hilton. <laughs> wow. I had forgotten where we were. Yeah. Look at that yeah, take space. Take a second to honor I want you guys space. to look at that space. That is so powerful. Yeah. <laughs> the circles come on. The, the aesthetics of hotel rugs, someone should do an art show where it's like found art, framed hotel rugs. It would sell, I'm telling you, Larry Gagosian, if you're listening, <laughs> this is your time. No, I love that you, I... Thank you. <laughs> no, I love a Larry Gagosian shout out. Um, well, you know, <laughs> it's an arts festival. For, for crying out loud. For crying out loud. Comedy is art, actually. Comedy is art. Well, yeah, and this was programmed by Larry Gagosian. Comedy Gugosian. is art, especially at the Doubletree. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day -day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You've had to, you have to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I, some boss lady in a film? You know, it's so hard. You have to be boss and employee. But you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out. That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something. Therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation. Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Stradio. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Should we, like, bring in our guests? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Okay. Normally people will be like, what? Yeah. But I think that was the Europe jumping out. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> Europe was coming out. Because in Europe, they sort of, like, nod. Yeah. Rather than clapping. Wooing is very, it's too obvious. It's very American. Yeah, in Europe, they'll just be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> okay, well, I, we were sent a list of people that, would be, that, that were at the festival, and we were told, you're going to have your pick of the litter. Yeah, they said, name a name. Literally it's name yours. a name. Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Jimmy Corden. Chelsea Hart. Handler. <laughs> and we were like, how perfect to have a Canadian icon do our Canadian debut show. Yeah. One of our one of our favorite episodes of all time where the topic, Robbie's topic, Robbie's straight topic was society when she did our podcast for the first time. And I think we all learned quite a bit. <laughs> so please, without further ado, welcome to the stage, Robbie, Robbie Hoffman. Hoffman. And, and now we're going to retire to the chair. Wow. Well, what was it? Society? It was society. society, yeah. I happen to be one of the greatest podcast guests of all time. Yeah. Have you guys seen me on this circuit? <laughs> <laughs> it really is true. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way that you confidently drink that water before speaking, I was like, that's a pro. You know, I've been this. doing this now two years, okay? And you get to learn a bit. Yeah. I love this. Oh. I mean, you again, for everyone at home, Robbie, I would say, sitting like a rapper would. <laughs> I do have rapper mentality yeah. and rapper vibes because the thing is, is like, I know all of you grew up rich and my story is that I'm the only one who grew up poor. 
Uh, nobody else has grown up poor but me. And I've never heard of... I didn't the, know that the you could luxury, grow up poor. Yeah, exactly. But the luxury of growing up poor and having money now is I could, like, flex out. Like, if I was in, like, a green Lamborghini, you'd be like, okay, Robbie Hoffman. But if you grew up rich, you can't be... In a green Lambo, you got to be in a Prius. You got to be with a bus yeah. pass. You got to be with this. You got to keep it low. But I keep it rapper. I'm gonna be chained out. I show up like this. I do what I want when I want. It's one of the greatest privileges of growing up poor. It's really the only one. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. I feel like especially in an environment like this, you can really lean into that. You can be like, oh, I'm. I have to do a hard six to seven minutes. I'm doing 25. Oh yeah, I told her. They said. Uh, Oh, you know, do you want the clock tonight for your show? I said, no. <laughs> and can oh, I just what say, are you going to do? I'm already on stage. You're going to cut a queer yeah. young woman? <laughs> Listen, you're going to silence? You're going to silence? I'll meet to this whole fucking festival. I don't give a shit. Okay. Wow. I'll say, he raped me and he raped me. What Robbie, are you going to say? Wow. They did. They did. You don't believe me? <laughs> believe women. What people forget about gay men is they're still men. Yeah. Such an important... No, no, they won't let us forget that. No, yeah. no. Um, well, I want to say I appreciated the, the seating style because um, I've actually been... We're a podcast about a podcast, of course, and I've been seeing like the most viral TikToks ever are of people sitting as weird as possible and doing a podcast. I think people are so desperate to project a casualness oh, really? that they're giving themselves back problems yeah. because they want to project something so deeply casual. <laughs> See, I wouldn't even consider myself to be a casual individual. I'm quite formal. I have a decorum. I have a 1930s era about me. So I'm sitting like this, but at the same time, I like a tablecloth. Right. Huh. <laughs> I Do you love understand? That. Like, yeah. listen, well, to, you're, to you're, date me is a privilege, yeah. okay? And my girlfriend right now, um, listen, you don't think I bought a small country house an hour and a half from my house? Wake up, okay? <laughs> and we're still setting it up. So I have a coffee table where we're eating on. I don't just put the plate on the table, clank, clank. I lay a little cloth down. Mm. And it creates an air. So even though I'm casual, I'm also formal. It's a nuance. You understand nuance? Okay, it's not black and white. That's what uh, Robbie, they mean. I want to point to the fact that you said my girlfriend right now. I'm sure she loves being referred to that I'm way. Does she enjoy the sort of threat of you going yeah. away at all times? No, I meant like right now in our lives, we just did this. Uh, Don't fucking uh. don't twist my shit. <laughs> Sick of this shit. Twelve thirty, fucking Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> wow, interesting. Okay, so we're talking. Table and I cloths. never wear sweatpants. Yeah. Say this was at five, I wouldn't be in these. But it's like a sandal. You know, a sandal for me is you're on a boat. Right. Okay. There's no... If you have a sandal... What, you have galoshes on? What are... It's raining. No. <laughs> Incorrect. Leave. Sandals? <laughs> yeah. Sandals is a boat. Shorts is a boat. So you would never wear a, a nice leather sandal? That's an oxymoron. Nice. <laughs> a nice leather I think you could even... I, Nobody needs to see a man's toes or a dyke's toes. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah, that's fair. Robbie, Robbie. I get that. So you're arguing for nuance. 
<laughs> but it's either sandals or you're on a yes. boat or I'm no sandals I'm black and at all. white and I'm nuanced. Wow. It's everything. That's the real And you're not going to like my topic today either. Oh, God. What's your topic? Wait, we don't. We can't get into it yet. We, oh, we okay. won't get into okay, it, we but I don't think you're going to be okay, happy. Well, we have to rush into our first Let's segment. do our first segment. Okay, oh, we so have segments. Robbie, talk about nuance. <laughs> <laughs> Will you introduce uh, yes, yourself? Our so first good segment is um, it's called Straight Shooters. And in this segment, we They're taking a picture. <laughs> okay, go ahead. And in this <laughs> and in this segment, we gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture by asking you a series. What's of that complicity? Robbie, <laughs> <laughs> tighten your sandals. Okay, go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. On. Say the sentence slow and clearly. We are basically asking you a series of completely nonsensical rapid-fire questions where oh, you have good. to choose one thing or another thing, and the one rule is you can't ask any follow-up questions about how the game works. You have to enter a rules. dreamlike state of play, and if you exit it for even one second, you will be kicked out of conference room C. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've already Silencing demoted women. it to conference room C. Do you see what gay men have been doing? Slowly but surely. Go ahead. <laughs> Women had more rights before we started this show I agree. than they do now. Okay, Sam, take it away. Okay, Robbie, giving compliments. Wait, can I have a sip of water? <laughs> I mean, I guess on a technicality, we'll allow that. Well, it was a question, though. So yeah, but she's queer. And I stopped right before. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. I'm good now. Okay, hit me, Robbie. Yes. Giving compliments to the chef or wishing them nothing short of death. I don't know what compliments to the chef is. So death. <laughs> so you I mean, gotta go death, death on that yeah. one. <laughs> is it just a saying like this is perfect? Uh, compliments to the chef is like you broke your own rule. You you took my bait. Yeah, you're supposed to yell at her. Okay, go ahead. I'm yeah, already. You're supposed... I'm already like. I'm. Can shaking. I say something about this? <laughs> Can I say something? I'm being about dumbed this? in my own podcast. This and guess insane. what? No, you can't. Can I say something? No. Next question. There are people. There are people who have dinner. At a house, this is what really irks me. Like, fine, I hated my mother's People, if cooking. If you are having dinner at a I, house, no, this, you're I, pissing her off. Help. I hated my mother's cooking growing up, but God bless, she cooked every day. Okay. And sometimes I go to somebody's house where a mother cooks or somebody cooks, it's typically a mother, and People will sit down and they don't give a massive compliment to the person. I immediately, I don't care if it's dog shit, I go, this is wonderful. Thank you so much. I, I, that I don't understand. It's true. People, people can, have to People will wait halfway yeah. to a yeah. meal and they'll only say thank you if I do it. I have to start the chat and then they'll go, it's lovely, thank you. It's like, the bitch was up here all day <laughs> doing this shit for you. It's like, what does it take to use a little words? So you don't understand the phrase compliments to the chef because to you it is so inherent that you would never even have that phrase. Well, at a restaurant, I don't see what's Well, at a doing. restaurant, the chef is a man. He doesn't need compliments. <laughs> yeah. Unless and he's like, a mother. He's not coming to the table. But well, the, the, well, if you you're at somebody's house for dinner, to, they're serving. To, yeah. Also, by the way, what a sick power move. It's like, bring him here. He's in the middle of his job, by the way. Yeah. yeah. He's literally dying. And bring him here so that I can performatively compliment And it's him. multiple people. We've seen this show. It's not one chef. That's right. It's multiple. It's a community. It we takes know a village. some of them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next okay, question. Next that question. was quick. I, and by the way, I'm deciding it's time for the next question. <laughs> You have to make men think it's their idea, so sure. <laughs> oh my God. Robbie, having an analog watch or being a digital creator? Analog to the day I die. Okay, Robbie, selling your soul to the devil or buying Cartier to go up a level? Uh, Cartier, I love Cartier. Exploiting your workforce or oversharing about your divorce? 
exploiting your workforce. Yeah, you gotta. You Nobody to. wants to work. In this economy. <laughs> Nobody wants to work. I mean, rent is so expensive. You're not exploiting. You can't pay it. Um, okay, Robbie, mourning the loss of your childhood innocence or sucking the cocks of your sluttiest Insta-friends? <laughs> you know what? I still have my childlike innocence. I'm either seven or 73. That's nuance. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's where I live. I'm either those two ages. So, uh, no, I haven't mourned anything, and I haven't done the other one either. Yeah. Yeah, you haven't sucked a cock of your Insta friends no, recently? No, I don't have any Insta friends. Move on. Oh, that's the problem with that. Okay. <laughs> What's an Insta friend? A follower? It's a friend, oh, on, it's Instagram. A friend on Instagram. No. Someone you... <laughs> Someone who who posts no. close friend stories and you respond yeah. with the fire. Yeah. I don't have a close friend story. Oh. That's confidence. <laughs> You're saying if I if I want people to see something, everyone can see it. Yeah, of course. I don't like anyone on there. Yeah. Well, I value my private life, so same. Good. Well, <laughs> why? What's going on in your private life? You have a boyfriend? Maybe. <laughs> okay. Here's the okay. Key. Wait. <laughs> Diagnosing You're using protection because I know the gays are getting crazy again. Oh, yeah, protection. <laughs> I'm worried sick about you. I hear it bubbling up. I don't yeah. want to know. Has that made it, it to your community? Yeah, the prep and everything. Get yeah. it together. Yeah. Get it together. Wow. You feel like prep wow. is not is not. You need valid. more than prep. You, you, oh, what, want you want to be analog. on medication the rest of your life? What does it take? A condom pull out. Be, be normal. Come on. Okay. So Robbie's message to gay men is be normal. Come on. <laughs> Okay. And by the way, cosine, ultimately. Uh, I'm going to have to push back on that one a little uh, okay, bit. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Sam is such a social justice warrior. They will not <laughs> use a condom for fuck's sake. And we're doing PSAs in school. It's like all for naught. It's okay. like they're not using them. Okay. Are <laughs> so you using dental thing. dams, Robbie? No, but it's well, not the same thing. No, it is. And I won that argument. No. <laughs> I think prep and birth control are the same thing. I think women. I think men should be using condoms. In all okay, facets, so that and women, women don't should do... not be on birth control. No, if they okay. don't, if they don't want to be, no. Well, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, no one's forcing them. A lot them. of that people force them, men. Believe okay. me, because okay, they don't so want to we wear condoms. I would say I agree. Okay. okay. All right. Do I? We're I know what's happening this. in every sexual community. Suddenly, <laughs> not just Dyke World. I know what's happening in your shit and in your shit. Wow, the walls of contradiction. Okay, have never and I'm heard telling it. Filth. I'm telling you, I'm not going to be sweet about it. This is what we're calling tough love, and we need to bring it back. Okay, you're being believe... unsafe, and let's figure it out. I can't believe you <laughs> twisted gay men be normal into being about like f a feminist argument about what men I do. forcing women. To That's do what I do. <laughs> okay, and I'm not. I'm the, the problem with me, and I wish is I'm never wrong somehow. It's really, it's really an issue. Diagnosing yourself with ADHD or microdosing and forgetting about your meeting at three? Both. ADHD is for kids. I don't want to hear uh -huh. that you're a grown-up with ADHD. Yeah. I just please leave you me You grow alone. out of it, you're saying? Yeah. You don't have nothing. Shut up. Read a book. <laughs> yeah. Get a job. Then you won't it's have ADHD. Something. Okay. Go yeah, to yeah. Russia. Okay, oh, go, to, go, good, to, go to an internment really camp you know, that's a great and then tell me how your ADHD is yeah. at the internment camp in Russia. That could maybe work for your gay problem, too. Okay, what know? was the other thing? The microdosing? <laughs> yeah, microdosing. How do you feel about that? It's gay. I, I don't know. <laughs> Period. Okay. <laughs> okay. Robbie. Yes. Um, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee or text me if you need anything. My name is Amy. <laughs> I mean, who's Amy? I, if, you, if, you know you what, if, Amy, if I got a text like this from Amy, right. I'd be thrilled. Exactly. Because I might need something. Want, yeah, you want an Amy, you want an Amanda. I might need something. Right. Well, and not to... I would not hesitate. In this scenario, Amy's speaking to you in person. 
Um, she hasn't texted you yet. Oh. Wait, yeah. What's this? Yeah, in this scenario, she's this, holding a she's clipboard. Hold, she's holding a clipboard, and she's saying, "And by the way, text me if you need anything. I'm Amy." What? Well, what's the number? <laughs> <laughs> How am I gonna get this bitch on the, on the line if I need something? Well, that's the thing. Maybe maybe she's being fake. That's the thing. Maybe Amy's like Amy's sort of two a two faced bitch. She's offering fake help. She's yeah. being like, "Feel free to text me." I but don't not call her motherfucking bluff. I don't give a fuck. You're gonna like, steal her phone and. And give yourself her number? Bitch, I need toothpaste. I don't know what I need. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, Robbie. Um, calling a penis a hog, calling a vagina a beaver, or oh. calling your senator to demand they do something about climate change. This is a crisis. <laughs> the, 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 the dick hog. Who cares? <laughs> that is Why sort of do I have sentiment. Kevin James and Adam Sandler looking at me? So Kevin James and Adam Sandler are sort of the patron saints of this podcast because they mm. are gay men. In that uh, one movie. In Chuck and Larry. I think Chuck he's so funny in King of Queens. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, yeah. One, he's an American treasure, to be clear. How fun is that show? <laughs> Leah Remini? I might do a rewatch. I'm thinking about it. You know, I actually think you might have brought this up on your episode of our podcast. Oh, I brought it up? Yeah, I yeah. love that show. Yeah, Kevin James. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you think between Kevin James and Adam Sandler, if you had to choose, which would you... Adam Sandler, he's such a cutie. Yeah, yeah you gotta. He's a cutie, but he reminds me of my brother Levy, who's not such a cutie. Well, you don't. It's an alternate uh, universe thing. Talk about nuance. <laughs> yeah. You want someone to remind you of your brother just a little bit. <laughs> not my brother's. Was the reason I'm gay. Oh. oh. <laughs> she spilled. Are, are we done? We're, We're done. Okay. Okay, Robbie, we have to rank you on a scale of zero to 1,000 doves. I have a feeling this is not going to end well for any of us. <laughs> well, I actually am. A, uh, this is a fear-based decision. Yeah. I want you to go first. <laughs> you know, I'm torn because on the one hand, I feel like there's tension and I want to be on Robbie's good side because we're only halfway done. <laughs> but on the other hand, I'm like, at what point do I have to put my foot down and stick up for myself? No, no, yeah. Well, this is sort of a running theme of the weekend. You well, know? What is like, it, George? You know, anything we do, Robbie will say, oh, there's men oppressing me again. There we as go. A, as an LGBTQ plus woman. <laughs> well, we if, we give her, if we give her a high they're score, it's then they're condescending then to me. They don't treat me like a man. If it's a low score, it's like you think I'm stupid because I'm a yeah. woman. Well, it all comes down to, you know, you have to treat people based on what their gender is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it all comes And based comes on that, I would say I'm going to give Robbie 800 doves. I lost 200 doves. Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't. You're wrong. <laughs> You're insecure. You can't, men can't give a compliment. I had a guy, <laughs> I had a guy literally like leap up to me. He was so excited to see me. This happened in LA last time. My girlfriend now could vouch. <laughs> okay. He came up. He's like, oh, you're a comedian. I saw you here. And then I go, oh, thank you. Uh, you know, how was it? Just, I, I don't know what to say. And he goes, oh, you know, you did a lot of pedophile material. And then he said uh, he wouldn't give a compliment. Like, he was so excited to see me, but then wouldn't. Then his girlfriend comes out. She goes, oh, my God, we thought you were the funniest at that show. So, of course, she gave a compliment. But could you imagine this man, like, already gave up that he was so excited to see me, yeah. but then couldn't follow it up with an actual nice thing? Yeah. When clearly the whole car ride home, they were like, Robbie Hoffman's pedophile shit. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. Well, I had something... Like, like cutting off this 200, like skimming from the top is so a man thing. It's like 800. I'm going to give a minus just because she's a woman. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, first of all, I have to agree you 100%. You. I was going to say a oh. thousand doves. Thank oh. you. Thank you. Wow. This is a motherfucking ally over here. <laughs> I just oh. want to say I stand by my score. <laughs> I also want to say, Robbie, to your point of people not being able to give a compliment, I got negged in the biggest way at a very chic restaurant in Brooklyn. Um, this little twink was the waiter, and he was like, hey, are you Sam Taggart? And I was like, oh, Bad. yeah. And then, <laughs> and he was like, mm hmm, my friends listen to your podcast. Like, uh. what is that? So rude. I've never felt smaller in my life. I feel fine. I, I told this, I go, oh, you can't give a compliment. Yeah. That's what I told that guy. You know, I will destroy, like, you're running up to me. I didn't even want the compliment. But no, if you're going to run up to me, just give it and leave. <laughs> One of, what the most, this? one of the most stigmatized things in our society is saying nothing. And people are afraid of it, so they are like, well, I have to say something, but then they don't stick the landing. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. like, well, I have to start talking. Oh, no, now I'm talking. What comes now? <laughs> it's like, remember we were somewhere and someone was like, are you guys podcasting? And we were like, yeah. And she was like, <gasps> bye. <laughs> No, I remember that so vividly because also we were with our dear friends Charlie Roday and Natalie Ryder Lightman, yes. and and then the person was like, "And are you guys stand-ups?" Yeah. And one, our stand-up comedy background was being erased in front of us. Yeah. So we're just podcasts. So we're just podcasts. By the way, none of the four of us got compliments. We were just no. clocked for our career paths. <laughs> yeah, it's such a bizarro, and and you know what? That twink, a man. Yeah. I, yeah, so, I don't care how small you know, that waist yeah. is. You're still it a man. It is what it is. I'm um, bringing back dykes anti-men, because for a while we did. Oh, we like men. We don't. <laughs> okay, and I'm throwing the gays in there, too. Yeah. But I will be cordial and work with them, and I am. And I and the reason why you cut off 200 is is because, first of all, it's for sure 1,000, because I was your best <laughs> guest, best episode, to the point that you brought me back on your live for these 20 yeah. people. Well, but <laughs> so the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> But have you thought about almost reclaiming the 800? Being like, that's right, I got 800. I got 1,000. I know the real score. It's like, I, I know I got 1,000, and that's saying, you. The 200 is you. But Nothing many, to do many with people me. have gotten 1,000 before. Some of the men, even. People who you would not respect artistically. I would give Why them Why do you scores. want to be in that club and, I not, just, and not claim 800? I, because I just know I'm the only 1,000. Otherwise, oh, they so would be you sitting are here during the all live. all past scores. Well, let me see. I give a score and it's going to be right. You guys, right, right, right. he knows how to score. You have an insecurity in your scoring. Totally. So um, I'm not taking that personally. Do, yeah. Should we get into our topic? Okay. Let's get into the topic. You know, we haven't, we don't know what it is. And, and uh, yeah. it's a surprise for us too. So we would love to hear what topic you brought in. Well, Stri yeah. So the, for my topic know, last time you said society. was society. Yeah. yeah. That's street culture, yes, right? Yes, exactly. My topic today is everything. Wow. <laughs> my topic today. Wow. It's everything. I'm sorry. Oh, my you, God. You, you tell wow. me where I'm Robbie, wrong. Robbie, your topic wow. is everything? You, no. Wow. It is everything. Wow. No. It is everything. Oh, it my is everything. God. It is everything. You are okay. infuriating. No. 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 Look at everything. Right. Let's take this room. Let's start from the vantage point of ourselves. Look at the room. The carpet. Straight. <laughs> the, the decor. Straight, and thank God, because gays were trying, 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 and then they went too far with Queer Eye. Everything <laughs> looks bad. So just now, I'm into shitty straight rooms. You're, a hundred, you're so correct with yeah. that assessment. Thank it's you. Like, See? You actually have to... We have to give up on gay interior decor. Oh, horrendous. Lean into this exact carpet. I Lean want all of this. your homes to have this carpet. <laughs> you know what? 
it's like it's like going to a rich house versus a poor house, okay? And of course, here I am, woe is me again. Classic, classic. Okay, but let's just think about it for a second. Rich houses have no chill. Okay, oftentimes they have great toys or whatever, but you can't go in the fridge. You can't go in this room. You can't go in that room. You can't, okay? A poor house, sometimes I like seeing old friends. A, I feel better about where I am. Of course. But B, I go in there and they got like Coke, you know, like Coca-Cola on the table, Coca-Cola. We got Doritos. We got, it's a beautiful sunny day. The blinds are fucking down. Nobody, we're not enjoying the sunny day. The fuck in this den, we're watching 90 day and we're fucking chilling. You can smoke, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And there's nothing like a poor chill. Okay, you go to a rich house, they got the pool, they got everything, but nobody's chilling, it's bright. Right. It's like it's a beautiful day. Shut the fucking blinds. <laughs> okay, there's a fucking glare on the TV. I can't see nothing. So you're saying rich is straight, poor is gay. No. No, poor is She's saying poor is everything straight. is rich straight. Rich is gay. <laughs> rich is gay. If anything. Oh, oh, right. Rich is gay and gay is bad. Gay is bad. Right, okay. I just wanted to make... Gay yes, is bad okay. for sure, but, but straight's made gay good. Yeah. But anybody who's gay going, it sucks. Right. We're not doing much, like people like, how do you fuck? I'm like, we don't really. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm missing a lot, you know, like I'm happy. I'm rolling around. It's fine. Totally. But it's like, it's not a better scenario. Yeah. You know, but then, but, but straights are like, but it's cool to be gay. It's like, not really. You made it cool to make it okay. And, and, and that's gay. I don't know. It gets gay again quick. You're but, saying it's cyclical where it's like, you almost can't be gay because you're going to cycle back to straight at some point. I think the new gay is the dyke. And hear me out. If yeah. anything, <laughs> if anything, dykes are coming up style wise. True. Uh -huh. Okay. The gays, they've oversaturated that queer right. Uh, one is worse than the next. I should be the sixth queer eye, if we're honest. Of yeah, you course. should be the sixth yeah. one and then murder all of them. <laughs> yeah, the okay. hateful queer eye. Because I would go in there, I'd fix up your fucking financials. Print a visa statement. Okay? Fig uh, print a visa statement. How many fucking door dashes are you getting? And then you wonder why the fuck you're single. Okay, I would rough them up. Yeah. But we're not ready for right. that. They're not ready for the dykes to come in and bust your shit open. They need friendly fake gays. The dykes, we're not going to be friendly. We're coming in with fucking AK-47s totally. and blowing your shit up. <laughs> so that's the queer eye. That's the HBO Max queer yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's do. good. I think it's not... Uh, I mean, really Robbie, I would argue that gay guys also feel that way about queer eye, for the most part. I know. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Well, that's true. But, yeah. Do you? Th I do agree with you that at this point in history and time, queer women are aesthetically way more advanced than gay men, and gay men are re regressing by the hour. They are regressing. Yeah, they're regressing. They used to be smart. I don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where that went. That was like out. They used to be like cool, smart, yeah. kind of low key. And do you feel like straight people have not caught on that they now need to be taking orders from lesbians? So well, because we don't push. For, yeah. We're like Jews. Like Jews. And thank you, because I was going to bring that up. <laughs> thank you. The Jews, we don't, what's the word, proselytize? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. we don't want you to convert. We don't care. We're just here being better. Okay? Right. And everybody's mad about it, but we didn't, we're not inviting you. We don't give a fuck. If you want to do it, fucking work and do it. 
Okay, it's going to take you 11 months and you fucking do the work. I'm not helping you. I'm not holding your hand. Right. Okay, you prove to me. That's what dykes are like. Yeah, so you never stoop as low as to be a fab five going around, you know, you and the indigo girls <laughs> house by house. <laughs> no, they could come to me and I could give it to them real. I'd sit like on a pope chair like this. Right. And I beg, print what you would have to bring me is a few things. A visa statement mm -hmm. we're going <laughs> through. Okay. Your favorite outfit. Okay. Uh, you know, and a picture of your house because I don't want to go in there. <laughs> right. There's no way I'm stepping into that COVID-infested fucking yeah. den. Do you huh. think, do you think um, we'll have a lesbian president? I hope not. I don't want to, I, 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 I don't vote. I don't do nothing. I'm not that whole thing. The government, the weird big company that we're calling the government. Right. Sure. I'm just trying to stash as much money as I can <laughs> and just live my life. You know, I want to be in the I'm Cayman Islands. I want to do this. I'm not, yeah. I'm not. Somebody, they said, do you vote locally? I said, what? <laughs> yeah. And then the shit came to the house. They said, for the school. I said, fuck the school. Fuck this. Fuck this. I don't care about. Uh, none of it. I don't. Recycle. Your willingness to alienate. Yeah, to, to, really go, to go right up to be, truly everyone's like laughing at everything you're saying. They're eating out of the palm of your hand. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, don't care about local politics. Never vote in my yeah. life. <laughs> never yeah. vote. I'm like, I'm like, I want to push it. Um, Robbie, where do you stand on guns? Pro gun. <laughs> Pro gun, but I think we give them to mothers. <laughs> if you're a mother, I, this is how I think if it. only mothers had guns, the world would be a better place. Yeah. So it shouldn't be mothers men, against guns. Possible. It's mothers owning guns. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a mother and you want a gun, I don't question shit a mother does. Okay. She she kills. If a mother kills somebody, believe me, they ought to die. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But we gave them to men who shoot cans. What the can do? I don't understand why men had them. But I think it should be like some like basic law that like like even if a man holds a gun it doesn't work okay oh that's a good idea that's a really good idea well because you think of everything it's like again everything is stripped it's like it's like when you think of the ukraine and you think of russia you heard about this <laughs> right it's a big story where i am okay anyway yeah it's huge you think LA. about this it's like if women were doing that you think we'd be like let's go bash them in the head like nobody like, women wouldn't organize to do, we wouldn't be like, you know what, we're gonna, we're gonna go bash all those people in the head. So the guns wouldn't even really be used. It'd be one psycho bitch who had to take some, some dude out and we'd be like, bitch, yeah. Okay. You know, okay. we would use it okay. With, okay. with a sophistication. Uh-huh. A sophistication. Right. Yeah. It's kind of the way that dykes apply masculinity. Totally. I, I, have, uh -huh. I have a sophisticated <laughs> essence of masculinity. Robbie, you have too much. Robbie, did you see the Bart? <laughs> wow. People always say that about us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Too much masculinity. <laughs> um, Robbie, you. what you're describing sounds a lot like sort of the plot of the Barbie movie to me. Did you see it? Yeah, did you see the Barbie movie? The Barbie movie was so messy. <laughs> okay, here's the whole thing. Did they get out of the vortex? Did they get out of the thing? Like, we don't even know. They didn't clean it up. Okay, the he was his... He, he, they needed to Botox the main guy. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. They should have uncancelled Army Hammer and put him as the Ken. Uh, he was too pointy to be Ken. He was okay, too pointy he was to too be point Ken. He almost had a Jewish disposition in his face about him, which oh is not Ken. Oh, my God. I, I understand. No, Ken's a Nazi. I mean, come on. Like, we'll see <laughs> right. Ken. Army Hammer playing a Jew not once but twice is more offensive than him being a cannibal. <laughs> 
because they had him in the Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie. Yeah. Okay. As um, as the husband, and they had him in uh, the the, Call, the me by your name. Call Me by Your Name as a Jew in the 30s. What? It's like if Jews look like that, there would be no Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Wake up. Okay. So. <laughs> So he should have been Ken. So he should have been so Ken. So he should have been Ken. Yeah, and the cannibal thing, it actually works out for the character. And then, <laughs> and the Barbie, Barbie was good, but I thought they had such a missed opportunity with the dance numbers. First of all, mm. they gave two dance numbers to Ken, not to Barbie. Very strange. Barbie danced at some point, but no singing. They could have done something with the feet and the limitations of the body of a Barbie. But they fucking missed the opportunity. And the dancing choreography was horrendous and poorly executed. And they should have just had, the choreographers should have stayed with all these non-dancers until they got every step fucking perfect. But the fact that I don't know dance and I saw them misstepping is like wild to me. Well, this is So imagine you're a dancer. I feel no. bad for the dance community. Because a yeah. dance community, and there is a community, I don't know them. But yeah. I have to imagine, yeah. it's like when I'm watching something hyper-Jewish and they get it wrong, I go, I feel bad for the Jewish community. Wow. wow. Well, so the dance community is watching and going, what's this mess? Yeah, this what do you think money? is worse? Uh, call me by your name being offensive to the Jewish community or Barbie being offensive to the dance community? The dance community is really let down with Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I will say that. I will say that. Because they could have done something with the toes. Remember the toes? Yeah. Like imagine, and then Barbie moves kind of like fucked. Look, you know when you're playing with Barbie and you want her to really spread her legs, you can't or something? Just me. So you're trying but to like, spread her legs, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or like her arm is like fucking dislocated. Like They could have done some good shit with Barbie as a doll and they just didn't do it. And then they fucking killed off the one teenager that had some shit to say. She said some, some shit at the beginning and then she like disappeared. Yeah. Well, um, I'd like to, this is going to be uncomfortable, but bring out our next guest. Please welcome Greta Gerwig, everybody. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Listen. Her straight topic is coming of age. <laughs> set design, spectacular. Yeah, you can't deny that the set design was spectacular. Yeah, huge shout out to the set design. Huge shout out. Um, do you think that set designer was a lesbian or a gay? It was probably a, just a great woman straight woman a mother yeah yeah, yeah. A, mo know, a mother a mother it was a mother oh, with she a gun was definitely a mother with a gun <laughs> yeah the set design was really good you know when i was a kid i didn't have real barbie again i grew up poor for those okay we had the barbies that came from like dollarama or whatever mm -hmm. you know so they were they were real you know they were hollow the bitch was hollow okay like they weren't like thick and then like also you know it, and i, I kind of like you knew but i had this fake barbie horse also, they had the accoutrement, you know, but the horse was hollow. But the horse, I, I, I loved the horse because it did have the, the, the hair on it with that little brush. Uh -huh. And um, and the horse's name, I don't know if I named this or she came like this, but her name was Cindy. And I just thought Cindy was the most gorgeous name. Yeah. I, I remember thinking like, my God, look at my horse, Cindy. <laughs> and I tell people, I'm like, this is Cindy. Like, she's a fucking stallion. Look at this shit. Okay. And my mother would come into the room and she'd be like, why are your Barbies? You know, they were always naked. Right. You know, and uh, I'd be like, first of all, don't call them Barbies. Okay. Right. They're if, not, yeah, if you can't afford real Barbies, genuine. then don't call them okay, But she'd be like, why are they always Barbie. naked? Can't you do something? Can't you do I'm like, they have nothing to wear. <laughs> they are sick of everything. Because <laughs> the bitch comes in one outfit. She's done with it. But then... You know, there was separate outfits you could buy that my mother wouldn't go out and buy. But I really want, I was like, she's sick of everything. 
And now I'm a lesbian, so you, you don't know. I mean, I do think playing with Barbies and the takeaway being my horse Cindy is a fucking stallion is <laughs> one of the most lesbian things I've heard. So that well, that's my one note for the movie. I wish they had the Barbie horse. Yeah. That one note was that's like a half true. hour long. Yeah. Well, it's a note. Well. It's a fucking note. I'll tell you something. If they brought me into the Barbie movie two years ago, we'd be seeing a better movie. You better believe that choreography would be Top. You would be the choreographer? <laughs> oh, you want to no, be the choreographer? No, I would watch. I'd be like, do oh. it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Wow. Wow. Um, huh. Wow. Do you... S- <laughs> I, I have a question. Oh, we're running out of time. I have a question for your topic, which everything. is like, everything is straight, okay? So my question for you is like, is there hope? Can anything ever not be straight? I want everything to be straighter. I think the gays oh. have been given oh. too much. Just when you think we, you no. understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything I is straight, which done. is good. Well, queer yeah. culture is straight. Like they like now they're like in on it. It's like let's go back yeah. to being secret. Let's go back to abolishing everything. Let's just go back to our little lives. I don't even want to be known. It's like when this whole day them thing happened and I'm just living my life. And I'm like, What? Why does everybody know me? What the fuck is going on? So now I'm the last she, her on the motherfucking planet. <laughs> Go back to not knowing me. Who cares? Okay, I look weird. It's fine. Okay, <laughs> I don't want everybody <laughs> looking at me like that. Okay, yeah. so there's, we got to go back to a fully straight world. It was a lot calmer. I'm saying the Clinton era. <laughs> okay. Right. Now, other yeah, bring stuff, back the war on drugs while we're at it. No, yeah. everything else, fine. We can fix politically, all that. But uh-huh. I'm saying for the straightness of that right. era, that's what I want. I oh. would be okay. so The president's well. getting his dick sucked, ba ba ba. All that straight stuff. Yeah. Let's just keep it, okay? And you let me be on the fringe. You want the straight people to be the, the fringe sexual maniacs. No, pres- I want the straight people to be mainstream again, and I want to be gay fringe. And the queer people to be in the shadows. And in the shadows. In the shadows. In the shadows. In the shadows. Hidden. That's it. Yeah. Maybe we can, re- rather than coming out of the shadows, we can reclaim the shadows. But and not be like, like well, Bash or anything. I just want the straight element of that era. Do right, you understand? Right, right. Yeah. Don't go start getting into the weeds of this and that. <laughs> we understand what I'm saying. I want the straightness <laughs> of that era back and yeah. let, let the dykes just live in some area of this city and the gays do this, they do that, and nobody knows, and we're not on every show, and there's yeah. no shows about us. That's the way I like it. Yeah. So we're not on every show, and there are no shows. There's no shows. <laughs> There's no shows about us. There's no yeah. shows are, about us. There's maybe okay one with... gay kid, and he's weird on the show. Okay, I was yeah, a punchline. So punch you're line. okay with like gay receptionist archetype coming back? Love like, that. Lesbian. That's car it. Lesbian. Mechanic. Yeah, she's a car yeah. mechanic. She's just, yeah. Let's just let straights have their one gay there, and then we do our own shit. Yeah. And we don't vote, and we're not a part of society. Right. And we, we you're, just the not voting thing you're really stuck on. No, we're not voting in that <laughs> world. We don't know what's going on. That's the right. straight thing that so they did. This weird voting system. Yeah. Uh, the gays, we just yeah. You want a beer? I'll have a beer. Sure. We don't really need a whole system like that. <laughs> Dykes, it's like so easy. You go to Dykes. I mean, it's a scary place for you. Okay, you ever been to a lesbian's house? Okay, this is this is a serious affair. Take your shoes off, shut up, and pay attention. Yeah, take okay, your shoes we're, off. We're a very violent about... dog is about to attack you. Yes. <laughs> we're going to be talking about colonialism, and we have beers in the fridge. <laughs> but nobody has a problem. They go, okay, yeah. colonialism. I'll but see, this is interesting. You do want to have conversations about colonialism, but you don't want to vote. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
you want politics to be a sort of theoretical, like something fun to do at a dinner party. Well, no, you want to be work, like, in the home. <laughs> no, you, I, you know, for me, it's always been about, and this is not the gay thing. This yeah. is the, the 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 this is the poor thing again. Woe is me. But you know, I, it's always been rich versus poor for me. Right. So I never saw Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal. They're all rich. It never trickled back down to us. We never saw nothing. I'm rich now. I don't see nothing. So uh, it doesn't work. Right. So it's it's a whole, it, it's just a game. It's sports. I, I don't even know. I don't follow sports. And I don't follow the government. It's not liberal. You know, Hillary Clinton is the same to me as Trump. Maybe there's small nuanced differences. I don't feel those differences down here. <laughs> So it's the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, one is, of them was president. <laughs> yeah, but they're both, they both suck. I, I don't know. They, they're both rich. And uh-huh. that's it. I want uh-huh. some, you know, I want like, we just promote like some, you know, you're working at McDonald's, whatever. And you're like, you're the president now. Great. Right. I'd fucking pay attention. I'm like, what is this? Guy? And with the country would probably fall apart, but at least I could, <laughs> okay, I saw it fall apart. I understand what happened here. I don't know. The whole, the government is a straight, weird thing that got too big. And, um, and it, 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 it got bizarre. It's like a company. And uh, you're expecting so, the company to work. Like, like right. if you're at a company and you're on Slack or something, you're like, oh, this, the boss is, she doesn't know what the hell is going yeah, on. Meanwhile, right? all the employees That's the same thing if you're, working, yeah. if you're working at the government, you're probably like, they don't know what they're doing. It's a disaster here. Like, it's a company where you probably think a lot of people don't know what they're doing. He doesn't do his job. She doesn't do his job. So it cannot work. Right. Well, now is when we start the Q&A portion. Who would like to respond to Robbie? <laughs> the only real solution, and this is if we're ready to have a conversation, is I would be president. But I, I don't want a voting. You just, you elect, we just say you're the president yeah. and I would at least fix some shit. Give me one year. Yeah, no, I actually agree with that. I've actually always kind of wanted a benevolent dictator. Yeah. I yeah. always felt like yeah. if they're benevolent, benevolent, then what's the issue? <laughs> so, Robbie, what's would your... It be so easy. I would go house to house. I'd go to every rich neighborhood. I'd say, you have this much money. We're taking this much money. Oh. Okay. And then Slay. I would put it all in a pile in the middle of the city. And everybody who th- you get, you get a little piece. Everybody gets a package of money. And we don't talk about it. There's no taxes. You don't do nothing. Everybody just takes it. We don't have to file. To filing taxes is a weird thing where it's like the government knows how much we owe, but then makes us guess it. <laughs> and then I'm like, what? So what kind of a system? Just take what you need and leave me the rest. Like, I don't want to, I, I, I don't understand. So. Yeah, there's no taxes. You just we I do the taxes. I just take some from you, some, and it's kind of like when I moved to Canada. We moved in such a, uh, you know, not without my daughter, but Hasidic way, where we just had to come in the middle of the year, nothing, and we had four rows on the plane. I have nine siblings. Wake up, okay? And I had my mother in the front and my grandfather in the back, and we were kosher. So my mother bought us Fritos for the plane, right? Six hours. Why not? Okay. <laughs> So, but there was one bag of Fritos and everybody had to take it, take and pass it, take and pass it. I was sitting in the back row. I didn't get no Fritos. I start freaking out on the plane. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, see, I didn't get Fritos. He took, Schmully took, everybody took. I don't have no Fritos. My grandfather went and he took two Fritos from everyone, made me a little pile of Fritos. That's what I would do for the government. Wow. I mean, that was literally, wow, people are she's cheering. running. She's running. Wow. <laughs> and that's wow. it. That oh, person's happy. Joe Biden and is here. Still he's, he's resigning, and, offici- and Robbie is officially president. Wow. I mean, that was literally a speech. That I was really am, powerful. I've never been more pumped to yeah, go I'm, out there and not vote. Yeah. <laughs> Don't vote, folks. Wow. Um, we. Yeah. You so, have my 
nothing. Yeah, um, yeah. You have my promise that I will not. <laughs> you take anyone. a little bit. It's so easy. It's an easy yeah. system, and it works. Everybody had Fritos, and everybody was happy. It's true. There you go. One person's crying, so don't make them cry. <laughs> Help them out. It is ultimately <laughs> so a pro-social system that you are proposing. Very. Yeah. Like underneath yeah. it all. Yeah, underneath a lot. Underneath of it all. <laughs> what was that song? Gays no love doubt. songs. Underneath it all. Oh, Shakira. There's a dun. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, underneath your there's clothes. There's a song yeah. I chose. Something like there's that. There's an endless story. <laughs> there's yeah. an endless story. Yeah. Oh, you got to give it up for the gays and knowing you the music. That's so up. true. Oh. So true. Because sometimes I need to know a song and there's no gays around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they were the original Shazam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. See, I put you guys in charge of music. Easy. Spotify, it's yours. Oh, I love that. That's nice. You know, they're just in charge of, live, of music. You delegate. You delegate. Yeah. Pass right. the aux. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, well, Robbie, so this has been a sort of, uh, you know, live recording, one could say. We're doing like a sort of normal episode of the podcast, but we wanted to bring in a little hint of our famous raucous live shows to Montreal, Canada. <laughs> and so we're going to do a final segment that's something we do at our live shows, and it's a segment called Is She There Yet? Mm. And uh, should I explain? You're so good at this. So, you know, this is actually a Canada-coded story. Okay, I um, love that. So the story behind this segment. Um, so our good friend Celeste Yim, past a guest of this podcast and also Canada native, told yep. us a story once um, about being at the Toronto Film Festival, TIFF. And, um, Toronto International. International mm-hmm, Film mm-hmm. Festival, thank you. And they were at the talkback for the uh, Grace Jones documentary. And someone, and there was a Q&A portion, and, and someone on stage, a director, producer, someone said, you know, they just don't make icons like Grace Jones anymore. They don't make icons like that anymore. And someone in the audience said, what about Janelle Monet? And then... Both are not that famous. All right. Come on. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Come on. No, an icon to me, Celine Dion, Canadian. Come okay, on, well, well, hold on, hold your, on. Hold your horses. Way. Hold on, let him finish. So then, so, you know, they say, what about Janelle Monet? And then the person in the, in the panel said, she's not there yet. And so that sort of, that was the genesis of this totally game we play called Is She There Yet? Where we give you a series of people, concepts, love things, that. and we need you to tell us, is she there yet? Perfect. Okay? I love this. I had a feeling you would. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're doing, because we're in Canada, we wanted to do a sort of Canadian version of Is She There Yet? Where we're going to give that. you all Canadian things. All right? Yeah. Yeah. So, do, yeah. Sam, go ahead. Okay. And you already said it. Celine Dion, Is She There Yet? <laughs> She invented it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Robbie. Alanis Morissette, is she there yet? (laughs) She's there. Yeah, (laughs) she's there. That album? Well, I just started re listening again to that album. We're talking Jagged Little Pill? You bet. (laughs) And is it an ironic? Don't you think? A little too ironic. Yeah, I really do think. Ah, kills me. Remember that period where everyone was like, that's not what irony is. I it's hated like, that period. Who do you think I you are exactly? Sit down. You I thought it was irony. That was VH1 talking head period. Yeah, that was every yeah. single comedian Pop from... Pop-up video. <laughs> every single comedian being like, isn't it funny that that's not actually what ironic means? Yeah, guess what? No, it's not funny. Meanwhile, Shut. they own a home. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. please. Don't get me started. Uh, okay. Uh, Trudeau. Uh, terrible. She's not She's, she's not, not there, there yet? yet. Hey, it's a Nepo baby. Nepo get out of here. Yeah. Mm. So she, and he's... Trudeau, he is um, Che. Uh, he, who is he? Che Diaz. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Who's who's Cuba? Che Guevara. Wait, is it Che Guevara? Yeah. yeah. That's his. That's his son. You seen this picture? Yes. Oh, Castro. It's Castro's son. Identical, uncanny. And then people go, "It's not true," because the timing didn't work out. Back then, it's not like they had paparazzi like they have now. It was only print, so that you could fudge the timing. Okay. So then I go to I go to them. I'm like. Okay, let me look. Let me look at. Let me look at Trudeau, and let me look at. Okay, they're identical, uncanny. Okay. Uh huh. And then, sure enough, you find Margaret, the wife, Margaret Trudeau, hanging out with Castro, with the baby. I'm like, this shit happened. Like, wake up. I mean, I don't care, but it happened. Do you think Fidel Castro's there yet? Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
I, I'm just. I mean, an icon's an icon. An icon's Literally. An icon. I'm just so impressed that you're able to take this segment so light, so fluffy, and spread conspiracy theories with It's not a conspiracy theory. <laughs> it's literally the truth. It's so weird that people want to, like, go through the mental gymnastics of, well, the timing of this. It's like, the bitch had an affair. He looks identical. Wake up. Like, only if you're blind will I accept that. Like, it's just the truth. Robbie. Oh, you trust the government? <laughs> oh, my How God. How gay is that? Get this girl government? a gun. Okay, what's the next Go one? Ahead. I'm so sick of this uh, one. Poutine, poutine. Is she there yet? I love poutine. Oh, this Lafleur right here. That's the first, because my sister, my sister Devorah, shout out. She just got into USC's master's oh, social work, God. okay? And she's a much better person than I am. She did the cutest thing when I got into the festival. I've been in the festival now a few times. Okay, maybe at the beginning I was overlooked, but I'm there now. Okay. <laughs> People love having me at this festival, and I, and I love being here. But my sister, I took it for granted. I'm coming back, I'm coming back. Sure, I'm going to Montreal. My sister, under my, she just got back from Canada, from Vancouver, visiting my other sister, and she had an extra $50 Canadian. Two twenties, two five. Okay, the blue fives, there's nothing like a blue five. Okay. Twenties <laughs> are green. It's just, it's nice. And she puts it in an envelope. She sticks it in my door before I go with a little heart sticker. She still has a sticker. I'm like, did she buy the sticker? And she just said, look what you did. Because that's Aww. something that we always say to each other. When she got into school, I said, no connections, no money. I'm like, look what you fucking did. You did this shit. So she said, look what you did. And she gave me, and she said, just, you know, have, have a, a poutine when you get there. First thing I did, I said, you know what? I'm going to take her 50. I went to La Fleur. I bought a poutine, a hot dog, all dressed. Okay, an orange crush. Okay, and, and a glass of wine from a hotel. <laughs> and I went back to my fucking room. It was just delightful. T uh, the turn uh, emotionally. Uh, it's, it's genius. I it's cannot like, believe. It's like you thought, oh, I'm losing them with Fidel Castro. Is that so sweet? I'm going to literally emotionally manipulate them. <laughs> that is so toxic. By it making up insane. a story about my sister. Only child. Oh, my God. Okay, and to follow she's, up on that, Robbie, um, McDonald's poutine. I love it also. Wow. I think okay. McDonald's is the greatest restaurant that ever was. That's why there's so You're many of them. You're not going to get any disagreements from, yeah. from us there. Well, yeah. you know, if something else was the best restaurant, there'd be a million of them. <laughs> Period. There's a reason there's populous, a million of them because it's the best restaurant in the world. Taste-wise, taste-wise. Degrassi. Degrassi Jr. Hi. <laughs> Degrassi as a cultural phenomenon. Is she there is yet? Is she there yet? No. Yeah. But can I tell you my Degrassi story? I sure. think you're gonna. <laughs> you don't think they came to my school, they wanted me to audition for the redhead girl. <laughs> okay? And I know Stacey Farber now, and she's lovely. Okay, we almost wrote something together, but she kind of, I, I lost her in the divorce to my ex. Anyway, yeah. it is what it is. Fine. I don't cross lines. I'm very loyal. So, I go, so I do well in some play. I don't know. I have my natural. Okay. Well, my mother was the kind, my mother, it's really amazing. Like, like a Michael Jackson never could have happened to anybody in my family because my mother didn't trust no one. Like, she'd be like, my kid's not going anywhere, thanks. Okay, she wouldn't, Michael, just, she wouldn't care what happened. Like, my mother, when she would give me a bath, even if my great uncle or my grandfather took me swimming, she'd be like, where'd your grandfather put on his swim trunks? I'm like, I don't fucking know. She's asking about her own father. That's how alert she was. He was the greatest man that ever was. 
We were very close. But she would be like, well, where did you? I'm like, I don't know where this man fucking gets dressed. What are you, sick? Thinking she's sick. But she asked the tough questions. She did tough love. Okay? And guess who wasn't fucking molested as a child? Okay? Like... Let me continue. Let me continue. No, that's not the continue. end. <laughs> no, oh it's not God. the end. It's not the end. So at school, you are breaking me. At school, this director says, "Oh, Robbie did very well in the audition. We want her to go to Toronto." Okay, she has to meet with the director, and they're doing like chemistry. Like all the other kids are cast. This is like one of the last kids that we need. This redhead. I had gorgeous red hair at the time. I pull it back, sleek back, but you, you can't really tell. There's a hint. Anyway, <laughs> and my mother, my mother picked up the phone, and they said, "Huh, Toronto? She's not going nowhere." Okay, I'll tell you where she's going. Nowhere. Okay. And my mother came into her room and she said, you're staying right fucking here. Okay, you're not doing that acting program no more either. And that was the end of that. She was so freaked out that a grown man wanted to take me somewhere. She, you're not doing that acting program. You want to act? You do a play right here in your room. She said, you can wow. print out scenes and you can do them right here. That's the end of that program. And look at you now. You're doing freak. a podcast live at the Hilton. Look at this. <laughs> look at this. But you look at Amanda Bynes and you go, you know what? My mother had a point. Wow. <laughs> and now we said it. Yeah. Um, okay, Robbie. French fur traders. Are they there yet? What? French fur traders. <laughs> I don't You know, Hudson's Bay, it's too expensive. I, I don't know. Period. Okay. <laughs> Final. I want final, a blanket, but at what cost? One. Yeah. All right. the The final, uh, the final thing is Sean Mendes and other celebrities that hide being Canadian. Sean Mendes uh, is absolutely there yet. I think. Uh, I oh, think really? he's also gay. Well, he's wow. closeted. He hides his Canadianness and his. Gayness. Yeah, he's doing what you want. He's back in the shadows. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that. That is classy. <laughs> that is classy. Wow. Well, he looks love, good, does oh, he's he not? Closeted? That's classy. Oh, chic. <laughs> of course. Finally, some class. Finally. This town. Wow. He actually well, could save the gay community by never coming out. And yet, Would you be willing to go back in the closet for the greater good? <laughs> some people, it's like the genie. It's like right, you can't put right. it back in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Robbie, any final words? No. <laughs> Give it up for Robbie Give Hoffman, Robbie everybody. Hoffman, everybody. <laughs> wow. Come see me and Saturday. We have like 10 tickets left. Theater St. Catherine. Come see me. Follow me and everything if you're not already. And also your new and podcast. I have a new podcast coming out. But please put this in your thing. Too Far, Robbie Hoffman and Rachel Colley. The point of the podcast is nothing. And uh, give it a listen. Wow. Wow. Robbie Hoffman, All everybody. Right, Robbie Thank Hoffman. you. Wow. And thank you all for coming. That was Trinity Lab Live. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. 
BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.